And to be honest, most people who grow up in this system, it's been like so long or maybe never since they prioritized being themselves over what they needed to be, to be liked, hired, or safe. Welcome back to the Joy, Color, Impact, and Dogs podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nicole Smith. You can call me Nick. Nice to see you. Glad you're here. So when I say the word professional, what do you think of? And for you, is it a positive word? A negative word? Your reaction is probably going to be really attached to what you were taught about how to be who your parents were and what your experience has been with work so far in your existence. But for me, the word professional, it's the enemy of a good brand. And in a lot of cases, it's the enemy of any kind of personality. And that's because most of our lived experience of trying to quote unquote be professional is mostly about fitting in. And fitting in is mostly about being normal. And, you know, normal has a kind of hidden definition for most of us who grew up in, you know, Western societies. That definition is basically, you know, a beauty standard that includes being white and thin and at work being able-bodied and polite and college-educated with a good background, you know, having in a white-sounding name so you're more likely to get hired, English as a first language, and, you know, without any of those inconvenient emotions or health or personal issues, right? Normal isn't real, but it is the standard that everybody is held up to. And I'm sorry to burst your bubble if this is news to you, but it is definitely based on white supremacy. So that's a thing. And if you want to know more about that, definitely dive into our episode. We'll link it in the notes of where we talked about in our Dealing with Whiteness series with Dr. Lynn, Maureen Hurdle, and Justin Hurdle-Price about perfectionism and how there's a lot of racism inherent in a perfectionist paradigm. But anyway... Basically, professional is the title of honor for the perfect worker bee. Pretty much everything that you desire to be, say, or change will put you at odds with the glorified position of quote-unquote being professional. Because the glorification of professionalism, it's not for you. That's not to do you any good. It isn't even just for capitalism because you know some of your favorite brands are like controversial and outspoken as hell, which flies in the face of quote unquote professionalism. No, it is for corporations who want big, good, easy to manage workforces. And it starts when we're really young. We're brainwashed into believing that professional is the best thing you can grow up to be in order to be wanted, paid well, promoted, which all comes down to being safe and secure, especially financially, and loved. And it starts in school. 
sit quietly, pay attention, no talking, say the Pledge of Allegiance, don't argue with your teacher. And the rewards and punishments, you know, like follow accordingly. So if you're neurodivergent or bored or trying to deal with some like really upsetting personal stuff, it's going to reflect in how you perform at school and consequently how you're treated at school and the dominoes fall for the rest of your life. Because this is the fragile part of our personality building and our confidence building where we learn what is right and good and safe and scary. It's where we begin to develop who we are based on how people around us respond and react to us. But for the system that most of us are in, this is mostly just a training ground for work. Not entrepreneurship, mind you, but working efficiently and quietly and faithfully for someone else to make someone else rich. Most people work really hard to hide the things they think are unlovable about themselves, right? We aim to be something that is supposed to be more desirable, like professional. So it's not really surprising that when I get people in my world wanting to start a brand during or after a corporate career, when I ask them how they want to be perceived, one of the first things a lot of them will say is professional. But what most of them really mean is I want people to buy from me and I'm afraid if I'm too much of anything really then they might not like me or I might not be right for them and my business will fail because I won't get enough sales. And when I inquire why people aren't feeling more confident in their marketing or their messaging or their positioning in their brand, their stance on social issues or their ability to be visible they often will say they're afraid of being unprofessional or they don't know what's quote unquote appropriate, which is the same thing. <laughs> and it's code for they're afraid of rejection and afraid that rejection will cost them their livelihood. And the fear that we feel there is legit. It's real, right? This comes straight down to our ability to like, you know, live. <laughs> it can be really terrifying to face the very real possibility of failure, rejection, criticism. And most of us start our businesses with something to prove or someone to prove something to. So in a lot of cases, it's not even about us. It's about creating safety and security for our families. It's about proving something to our parents. It's about not being the fuck up the world told us we were supposed to be. It's about our communities or our culture and bringing people along with us or being the person they can look up to. And to be honest, most people who grow up in this system, it's been like so long or maybe never since they prioritized being themselves over what they needed to be, to be liked, hired, or safe. They've genuinely never even met their real self, some, you know, some people, or they only feel safe enough to be their real selves in private. And those childhood and teenage years teach most of us that we just are not safe to be who we are out loud and in public, and we need to tone it down, right? And the corporate hiring process reinforces all of these beliefs and fears. And most people do this so well for so long that they simply don't know who they are or what they have to offer, or what makes them special under all that masking and performing. I can't tell you how many people I've done, you know, why finding workshops with. And when I get to a question around what makes you special, so many people will say nothing. 
And that breaks my heart because it just isn't true. And if this is you, I want you to know this is not your fault. There is a whole system set up to make this your reality. And I'm sorry to say, but the big aim of that system is to make sure you're too scared to leave it. It's like an abusive relationship where you've been broken down, isolated, told you're worthless and that no one else will ever love you if you leave, right? It is fundamentally about keeping you where you are. The system wants you to stay in it and perform like a good little drone that not act up, cause delays, extra costs, and certainly not leave to become an agile, authentic, passionate competitor. But the barrier to entry for entrepreneurship and the gig and creator economy are so low these days that this old way, this system of creating sameness and obedience is in a death spiral. I've watched the system panicking because millennials and Gen Z don't play at this shit. <laughs> they want to change the world. They expect to bring whatever beliefs, hair, or gender identity they want to work as well as their dog. <laughs> and corporations, they're being forced to accommodate in order to attain and retain this talent. So the tide is changing. Of course, we're seeing a lot of articles about people bitching about how entitled <laughs> these generations are. But I think this is a really good thing. So because the barrier to entry to doing your own thing and setting up as an entrepreneur is lower than ever, and technological advances with AI and VR and blockchain are set to break some of our broken systems, like the traditional education system, which is a feeder for a lot of this conformity nonsense, now is the time to get brave. Now is the time. It's time to invest in slipping out of that comfortable yet homogenous robe of professionalism and find yourself, find your passion, find your purpose, the positive impact you want to contribute to, find your inner motivation to increase your tolerance for discomfort, to fly straight in the face of fear and anxiety in the unknown, which by the way, is in you, it's just been beaten out of you by your conditioning that's convinced you you're not safe without total control, a steady paycheck, and corporate benefits. Find your opinions and your voice. Find your personal brand. Yes, even if you're in a corporate gig, I'm suggesting you start to really craft and consider your personal brand and especially your personal mission. Because I'm not saying you can't do meaningful work while getting a steady paycheck but you're gonna to have to be the architect of that work. You're gonna to have to have clear objectives and boundaries for what you wanna achieve beyond just your pay packet. So here's the bottom line. Professionalism is the enemy of self-expression in most cases. And your life of freedom and fulfillment is as much about self-expression and service as it is about money. In fact, one of the big reasons I advocate for building your own business and entrepreneurship in general for economic empowerment and to build freedom and fulfillment is not because it's easy. It's because it gives you control over building abundance of self-expression and your ability to serve and give back and wealth. Because when these things are all combined, they can be really self-sustaining and very, very symbiotic not only for your success, but also for your happiness. So if you feel that at heart, you're a little bit unconventional, a little bit of a weirdo, <laughs> bit of a geek, 
whatever it is, if you feel like you're not quote unquote normal, but you're nervous about being unprofessional because of what people might say or of people not buying from you, I have a fun little exercise for you today. Ready? Okay. First, I want you to sit down and write out a list of all the things you see as professional. List as many as you can. Then I want you to add everything else that you've been taught is quote unquote normal or good or right to be or not be. I want you to think of your parents, your teachers, your church, all the institutions and people and ideas that have helped shape you and write and write and write and try not to stop. Just let it all flow. And I suggest you pause this podcast while you do that. Okay. The next step is I want you to review the list. Circle or highlight the stuff that you really feel is right for you, meaning it makes you feel good. It brings you joy or connection in a way that feeds you. It's who you want to be and how you want to show up. Now I want you to start a fresh list. This is yours. No one else gets to have an opinion about this one. Write down all the things you want to be how you want to be perceived, how you want to show up, and what values are actually really important to you. Important enough that you're willing to actually act upon them, not just talk about them. When you're done, take anything you circled from the first list, from the other people's list, that didn't make it onto your new list, and if it still feels good for you, add it to the new list. And I want you to then have a look at how much on your new list is in direct defiance with what's left on the first list. And think about how this makes you feel. If you've got the time and the inclination, now would be a really good time to do a little bit of journaling on that. Reflect on who you've been programmed to be versus who you actually are and what beliefs you actually want to keep. Then, this is the fun part, Scribble out, cross out, tear up, and burn the first list. It's no longer allowed to have an influence in your life. You're rejecting it. You're deleting it. It's no longer a part of you. You get to be whoever the hell you want. The more you you are, the more people who share your beliefs and values will respond to you positively, and the more belonging you will feel. Now, interestingly... I feel like I have to mention the shadow side of this same idea is that if these connections and beliefs center around a victim mentality or how the world has done you wrong, that is exactly how cults and extreme terrorist groups like the one that stormed the U.S. Capitol and the underbellies like incel form. It's a collection of people who want to complain and take the world down together. So that's obviously not the intention here. The intention I want to stress is, and even though I know I don't need to say this to you because you're a positive, caring person, it's that the most personally fulfilling and productive filter to kind of push all of this through is, you know, our beliefs, our values, even our pain is through a prism of serving, giving back, and a shared vision for a happier, healthier future. And not just for you, 
but for the world, for the communities you care about, for the planet, for the stuff that is beyond our own life. Being in service is deeply fulfilling for human beings. But sometimes it takes us a while to get there because we get really caught up in our own stuff. But I often feel like it's the thing missing from a lot of conversations around entrepreneurship, marketing, goal setting, and wealth creation. So this makes a really good clarifying exercise to do before determining your brand's values to make sure that other people's values aren't showing up in there. It's also a really good way to start exercising permission to be you, regardless of what your grandfather or bishop or head teacher would have to say about it. This is about being radically you to the detriment of all else, which you are allowed, by the way, but eventually you'll find it pretty lonely if there isn't that connection and service piece. So really this is about breaking the grip of some of your unconscious programming in favor of stuff that serves you better. It's about clearing a path to see your way to your weird, your special, your superpower so that you can honor and leverage it to both create wealth and serve others. These goals are not mutually exclusive. They are very symbiotic, especially when you're building your own business and brand. Now, you know I've got resources to help you with all of this. So if this process is a priority for you right now, get in touch. Send me a DM on Instagram or email us and let us know what you're feeling and the team and I can point you to something useful. Because you are a wildflower and you deserve to bloom despite what the dirt and the weather give or take from you. It isn't always easy, but it is worth it. And if you enjoyed this episode, could you do me a huge favor and leave us a five-star review? And if you want to get more of this goodness, hit subscribe in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'll see you next week for more joy, color, impact, and dog stuff. Bye.